November 7th, 2023. We're in Masechet If you count from the top of the Amud down, it's 21 lines down, live from Yerushalayim. The Gemara, if you recall, is in the midst of talking about the Avot Nizikin and in turn the Toladot. The Mishnah listed four Avot Nizikin, these four uh, categories which are... Um, describing for us the different ways that a person's property might damage another's, and in turn you'd be liable to be paying for it. And then the Gemara says, well, if there are avot, miklal di ikat toladot, it means there are subcategories as well, which prompted the question, are the subcategories kayosebayan or lav kayosebayan? Are they going to have identical or similar characteristics in terms of liabilities, or are they going to be different? So the Gemara began by comparing it to Hilchot Shabbat. Maybe it's similar to that, where we say Toldotein Kayosebayin. Maybe alternatively, it's like Tuman Tahara, where it's Toldotein Lav Kayosebayin. And then Rav Papa made this statement at the top of the Beta Mutbet, that when it comes to Hilchot Nizikin, some are Kayosebayin, some are not Kayosebayin. Some of the, those Toladot, those subcategories, have the same characteristic as the categories, and others are different. So the Gemara has been searching and seeking which ones are similar and which ones in turn are dissimilar. And what the Gemara established for us is when it comes to that first of the Avot in the Mishnah, the Shor, we really break that into three. Not three subcategories, but three Avot, which are all incorporated in Shor. What are they? Regel, Shin, and Kerim. We dealt with Kerim initially, and we detailed what it was, and we determined in the Gemara, it's Toldoten Kayoseba, and we didn't have a reason to distinguish between the subcategory of the Goring and the category itself. The Gemara says, so it must be instead that Rav Papa, when he referred to Toldoten Lav Kayoseba, must have been talking about the others. What would he be talking about? Well, first and foremost, maybe Regel and Shin. I said, first things first. What's the source in the Torah for Regel and Shein? If it's an Av, it needs to have sourcing in the Torah. So that's what we established in the last class, that it cited this Pasuk in the Torah. The Pasuk talks in Parashat Mishpatim, where it's dealing with, again, your property which damages. The Pasuk says, Vishilah et Be'iro, that's that you sent forth your uh, property or animal. And then it destroyed someone else's field. And Vishilach, the Gemara derived and understood as a reference to um, uh, to uh, Regil and sending it forth. It's trampling the land. Ubi'er is a reference to Shen, and that's eating from the land. And the Gemara detailed and explained why you need each of these um, in terms of the wording and what you would have thought otherwise. Now says the Gemara, in finishing that conversation, before explaining to us what the Toladot, the subcategories of Regel and Shen are, we're still just <laughs> finishing the conversation with regards to sourcing in the Torah. Again, Vishilah, and he sent forth being a reference to Regel, and Ubi'er, and it destroyed being a reference to Shen. Says the Gemara here again, 21 lines from the top. And says the Gemara, the truth is, we have a question because as we're well aware in the eyes of the Chachamim, the Torah is very uh, specific about its wording and it's unnecessary to expend energy and have extra words when you don't need them. And in turn, if the Torah had just mentioned that first word, Vishilach, and he sent forth, you'd be able to see in that one word, apparently, both of the avot. What are both of the avot we're referring to? Both regel and shen. So again, velichtov rahmana, the Torah should have written, quote, vishilach, 
and it wouldn't be necessary to write as well, detail as well, quote unquote. You'd find in Vishilah both regel and shin. Why so? The mashma, apparently, Vishilah sounds like, could teach us both regel umashma shin. It could teach us both the av of regel, the trampling on the field in order to damage it, and shin, the eating from it or benefiting in the act of. Um, damaging. Okay, well, says the Gemara, let's, how do you know so? He, he needs some sort of cross-reference in Pesukim of the Torah to establish that the word Vishilah can denote, can connote uh, both Regel and Shem. Regel we've established already. Says the Gemara, Mashma Regel Dichtiv Meshalehe Regel Hashor Vehachamor. First and foremost, with regards to the word Vishilah, that verb of sending forth. We have this pasuk, which we cited already, this pasuk from Sefer Yeshayahu, which talks about sending forth regel hashor v'ahamor, the feet, so to speak, of the shor, the ox, and the hamor, the donkey. Okay, that much we've established. Here's the hidush, here's what we don't know yet. And the truth is that can sound as well, can connote as well, shin, the destruction through benefit, through the pleasure of the animal. Dichtiv v'shen behemot ashalach bam. Now that's the cite, uh, citation of the Gemara. This is a pasuk from the very end of the Torah. This is in Parashat Ha'azinu. Pasuk says v'shen behemot, the tooth of animals, ashalach bam. I'll send forth. But you see tooth over there. You see it's a reference in the pasuk to shen in the same context as ashalah, and in turn vishilah can and should be describing for us not only regel, <coughs> but shin as well. Why is it necessary then to have the pasuk of ubi'ir? Uh, parenthetically, Tosafot, the fourth one from the top on the left-hand side, uh, Tosafot says, Af'al-gav de'amrinan be'alma behemot sheyesh lahen eres kenahash ve'noshechot u'memitot dehave neshicha Sorry, Shin and Shalah. What's the connection between the two? No, it's that the Pasuk says, Ashalah baham. The Pasuk says, Vishilah, and we understood that as referring to Regel. Now we can say, Vishilah is referring to not only Regel, but well. Shin as well. But why, why, what is that Pasuk? Shin means this teeth. This Pasuk? It means teeth? Te- well, again, so it has something to do with through the mouth of an animal, it'll destroy something. That's really what Tosafot is wondering. Tosafot says, don't you refer in this context to some sort of poison? Isn't that what it's referring to? Well, if that's the case, we're really talking about kerin. That's the question of Tosafot. Tosafot's question is that that shin doesn't seem to be the shin that we're referring to in the Gemara. The shin we refer to in the Gemara is the eating of the ground. Tosafot says, even though in general we have this sifre, uh, this midrash halacha that says, behemot sheyesh lahen eres kenahash, animals which have poison like a serpent, venoshechotu mimitot, and they, uh, they, they in turn bite and they kill, the havenishichashihi toladat kerin. So Tosafot's question is that we accept, rabbinically speaking, that when an animal bites and kills through like a poison, which is their understanding of this pasuk, that's going to be like kerin, not shin. So as a result, they're questioning, well, what's the reference in the pasuk? The reference in the pasuk of shin behemot ashalach baham should be a reference not to shin, but to kerin. Answers Tosafot, mikol makom ayirename. Nonetheless, the pasuk is dealing with as well the hayot ra'ot, 
it's not only the, the like uh, stinging through biting, Charles, it's rather as well, the pasuk is this, uh, this prediction of terrible things that will befall. It's even wild animals which will trample and then eat from, and that's real shin. And in fact, Tosafot cites from the Targum. But then, but, but then the Hana'ah happens first, the Hana'ah the, the happens later. The Nezikah happens at the It's still Nezik. So you killed it initially, and then Nezik, in terms of destroying the corpse of some sort, is through consuming. That's what you have to say. Is it technically two, two options? So like if it's short, if it tramples first, and then if you take that damaging, and then you use it a second time, is can, it... Can it get double punished the, for the same, for two different no, the, actions? The, the, the Hana'ah happens later. The, the Nezik happens believe Hana'ah. Uh, well, two things. I'm, I'm not certain we're actually... I, it's a great question what Tosafot means with this. In other words, is it one action which is leading to the Hana'ah? Your assumption is that it needs to be that the Hana'ah is in the initial moment. If the purpose of the animal is to trample so that it's eating from it, maybe it's all one action of Hana'ah. It's just a protracted action of it. Um, Alternatively, yeah, so Tosafot is referring to this as an initial killing through, I don't know, maybe Regal or maybe Keren, but finished off with Shin. And so in turn, uh, Charles's question in terms of uh, a double obligation, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be, you're not going to end up paying per se a penalty above what you damaged, but keep in mind, even after you gored it, the person's at least left with the corpse. Mm-hmm. Over here, now that it ate the corpse, so you're paying for that as well. Maybe that'll be the shin over here. I guess the question... I'm not certain the exact interpretation of Tosafot. If it's all just shin, I don't know if there's enough kamina, ultimately speaking. Yeah. If it's kirin that leads into shin, and the shin is just a lesser amount, or it's all shin, and it's just the full amount on the shin. I, but ultimately, oh, I guess if it's hatzinezik, the first stage, that's maybe. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. The other question I have is, though, the pasuk clearly is written as a, this is regarding a snake or an animal that's going to bite so, you. So, so the pasuk that, does refer to behemoth. That's why Tosafot, behemoth, the pasuk says, v'shen behemoth ashalachbam. But Tosafot is, is bothered. Behemoth don't, generally speaking, trample. Yeah. Behemoth is a domesticated an, a, animal. That's why Tosafot apologetically writes at the end, kedimetargiminan, they cite for tagum onkelus, v'shen behemoth, quote, onkelus writes, v'shen Dehaya bara. Bara means wild, like, like Shor Habar, and Haya is a wild animal. The Haya Bechlal Behema, and starting from the Gemara later on, that sometimes the Pasuk will refer to even a Haya, a wild animal, as a Behema. Okay, yeah, that's the Tosafot again on the technical side of how to define the Pasuk, which we were dealing with. But now the Gemara is back to the question of the Gemara. The question of the Gemara again goes as follows. If the pasuk vishilah, that one word, can and should denote not only regel but shen as well, so then why do I need the continued words of ubi'er bisteahir? Answers the Gemara, ilav kera yetera, if you didn't have ilav, if not for kera, pasuk, or word, yetera, additional, meaning that second word in the pasuk of ubi'er, hava amina oha oha. I would have perhaps thought that vishilah can be interpreted as only either shen or regel. I wouldn't interpret it as both. I would have perhaps said it's either or. That's why I need double reference in the pasuk. I need vishilah at be'iro one, ubi'ir two. Had I just had vishilah, even though I could interpret it as two, 
I would have assumed it's only referring to one type of damage. I would have said maybe it's regel, which is characterized by the humra, the severity of hezekomatsui. It's a common, uh, a typical act for it to damage, which is not the same as shen. Or shen, where there's hana'a, where there's a benefit and there's a, a, a pleasure which is derived to the animal through the act of shin, which is a severity as well. In other words, each one of them has a severity which would have, in turn, said that the other is not included. Says the Gemara, I still can't accept. Again. There's two pisukim there. So if you're going to say that... But, but again, we have one... No, no, I, I hear what you're saying. In other words, you have two pisukim and you need to, I understand, and it's really what the, you're leading me into the next question of the Gemara. But first thing first, says the Gemara, had it just said vishilah. I would have thought that I could only interpret it as one of the two. Indeed, I have two pesukim. I have pasuk in Sefer Devarim, I have pasuk in Sefer Yeshaya, which explains to me that vishilach can be interpreted as either shen or regil. But I can't interpret it, is the assumption, as both, and I would have needed to choose one. Could I learn the other from it? I can't. Each one has a severity, the other doesn't. Uh, so then, how are you choosing which one, which is really your question? Ultimately speaking, I do have a reason to believe and to suggest that it can be both Shin and Regel. So what the Gemara says, Michdeh, Michdeh means kind of like, uh, let's analyze, let's realize, Shekulinhen. Shakul means it's uh, equally weighed. Mishkal um, is weighs, right? As uh, weights. So in terms of the Gemara, there's no reason to prefer in terms of this derasha, shen to regel or regel to shen. They both have their own severity. They both have their own pasuk, which points us in that direction. I have pasuk. But that's not our issue. Our issue is in terms of sourcing, in terms of this pasuk of vishilach, whether it's one or the uh-huh. other. Uh, ultimately speaking, yeah, but I mean, in other words, says the Gemara, ve'yavo'u shenehem, and we should learn both, dehemina'u mafkat, which one of the two, he, which, minayu, from them, mafkat, would you exclude? Would you take out? You can't tell me just regel as opposed to shen. You can't tell me just shen as opposed to regel. Again, both of them have a pasuk, a textual evidence that the word vishilach can be referring to them. And neither one of them is more severe or less severe than the other. They're just different severities, different humrot. Answers the Gemara, the reason I needed both vishilach and ubi'eris for the following reason. Istarikh, it was necessary. I would have perhaps thought to say, it is so that your hayav hecheh where you literally set it forth, meaning you purposefully brought the animal and put it onto the field. Aval azla mimela, azil means to go, mimela means on its own. Lo. I would have thought you're not obligated to pay for damages. That's the Hidush in the Pasuk. So let me review that with you again. Had the Pasuk just had the word Vishilach, I would have indeed derived from it both Regel and Shen. I have Pesukim to derive each of them. However, I need the word Hubi'ir in the continuation of the Pasuk to tell you even when it's not you purposefully bringing the animal and putting it onto the person's field, which is what the word vishilah sounds like, and he set it forth, and he sent it forward, and nonetheless, you're obligated. That's why I need both vishilah and ubi'ir. Again, vishilah can and does perhaps have both shin and regal incorporated in it. However, ubi'ir teaches me even when it's azil mimela, it goes without me 
um, specifically and purposefully sending it that way. Okay, well that ends the technicalities of part one with regards to Shin and Regal, how we derive them from Pesukim in the Torah. We have one last step on this uh, stage to deal with, and that is, well, what are their toladot? What are their subcategories? And two, well, are their subcategories similar to their categories? Is the shin and regal of av in any way different than shin and regal of tolada? Says the Gemara, tolada de shin mahi. Again, we did the exact same thing with kerim. We spent time explaining the pasuk, and then we dealt with what's the tolada, and then we said could the tolada could be, be different than the, the av or not. So the Gemara does this systematically through all of the avot and toladot, which is a beautiful pr- uh, presentation in the Gemara, technical but foundational. Says the Gemara, tolada de shen mahi. So what is the tolada? What are the subcategories of shen? What do we know about shen? Again, shen yesh hana'a lahaziko, or lehezeka. And that's the most important words you need to remember. By shen, it's that there's pleasure in the act of damaging. Says the Gemara, the Toledot are, for example, nitachecha bekote lehana'ata. If an animal uh, scratches itself against a wall and damages the wall, but the scratching was in order to get benefit, was in order to relieve itself. That is, in an act of hana'a, of benefit to the animal, it caused damage. Alternatively, tinefa perot lehana'ata. It rolls in, in uh, fruits and uh, damages them, or, or dirties them, rather, as it's doing so. So again, it's deriving some of its own benefit as it does so, and in turn damaging. Says the Gemara, if those are the toladot, and it stands to reason they are, again, the shin of the Torah is eating. These are not eating per se, but they're similar in the respect that there's hana'a. But is there any reason to distinguish between these and the av? Again, Rav Papa's statement is sometimes the toleda is not the same as the av. Says the Gemara, Let's analyze and realize that when it comes to shen, number one, there's hana'a. When you damage, you get benefit. And it belongs to you. And it's your responsibility to safeguard it. These two toledot that we mentioned as well. Hane means these. Name means as well. Number one, there is benefit in the act of damaging. Number two, it belongs to you, this animal. Number three, and you have responsibility to safeguard. You have no logical reason then, says the Gemara, to distinguish between the Toladot and the Avot. If the Av is those three, categor- those three characteristics, and the Toleda is as well, uh, can't be that it's Toldoten, Lav Kayosebayan, Ela, Tolada Deshen, Kishen, period. Rather, it must be that the Toleda, the subcategories of Shin are identical to Shin. It means that on our list of Avot, Keren, we said that its Toledot are identical, Toledotehen, Kayotzebehen, just like Shabbat. When it comes to Shin, Toledotehen, Kayotzebehen, just like Shabbat. We're still searching, we're still seeking for the statement of Rav Papa. Sometimes, in our Nizikin, the Toledah is not like the Av. Maybe it's Regel. Maybe Rav Papa's famous statement at the top of Daf Bet Amud Bet that sometimes Toldotein Lav Kayotzebahen is A, A in Aramaic, Al on Tolada de Regel. Maybe he was talking about the Toledah of Regel. Well, what is the Toledah of Regel? What do we know about Regel? Regel, the defining characteristic is that it's Hezeko Masui. It's a typical 
and very common way of damaging. Trampling on a field, what do animals do? They might not they might be muzzled, but they're always trampling, they're always ruining in that fashion. That's the characteristic trait of regel. Says the Gemara Toleda de Regel, Maihi. What are the more specific Toledot subcategories of regel? Explains the Gemara Hezika Begufa Derechilucha Besaara Derechilucha Beshalif Shaaleha the following types of cases. Its body, as it's walking, bangs into something. So it's in the act of regular walking, just like trampling, that it damages. Very normal, very typical. Number two, its hair, its fur catches onto something, maybe drags it or pulls it down. Very normal in the act of walking as well. Uh, that's derechilucha while it's walking. Beshalif she'alea, if it's in the saddle or the burden which is on the animal, in some way that's what damages. And walking or falling off, it damages. Beprumbiya she'befiya, I think that's the bit that's in the mouth. Or bezug she'besavara is a reference to the bell which is around its uh, neck. In any of those circumstances, if any of those parts of the animal, whether it's on the body or connected to the body, if they damage, that's toledah of regel. Go ahead. Wouldn't you say that the rubbing on the wall, for instance, isn't that toledah de regel? If it was part? purposeful in order to get benefit, then it's shame. If it's just as it's derech just by walking, uh, you know, I bump into things, unfortunately, very often. I don't get it. I don't feel good yeah, as it happens. Animal, that's regal. Right. Yeah. Says the Gemara, okay, now that I got how my could, list of... How did you prove that from an animal? Yeah, that's the question I was going to say. I don't think that's so hard to do. You look at the animal. Was it just what you were leading it and it was walking and it banged into something? Or alternatively, it walked against up to the wall. It was in your field and it was grazing and then it walks out and you see it just uh, rubbing against something. I think it's easy to notice from context, even mm-hmm. though... Even though we're not uh, animal experts, says the Gemara, "Maishena regel." Why would regel be any different? Hezekomatsui. Number one, hezekomatsui. As I told you, that's the defining characteristic of regel. It's a typical and common damage. Umamonchaus miratan alecha, and uh, and it's your it's it's mamonchat. It belongs to you. Ushmirato alecha, and it's uh, your responsibility to safeguard it. Hanena me these as well. Hezekomatsui mamonchaus miratan alecha. Uh, so th- these as well are n- in no way different. They're identical in that respect to the Av of Regel, just like we said with Shin, just like we said with Keren. We can't find a reason. We don't know tradition. We have no logic to distinguish between the Toledot and the Av. Ela Toledot de Regel, Keregel, period. All right, that being the case, we're running out of options over here. We have Toledot of Keren, Shin, and Regel are all Kayosebahen. We need to move beyond Shor now. What comes after Shor? Perhaps the case of Rav Papa that Todotein Lav Kayosebahen was not on Shor, Keren, Shen, and Regel. We suggested through the Gemara that we've learned that they're Kayosebahen. Must be instead by Bor. We'll just begin this conversation and then pause for the day. Says the Gemara, what is a Toleda of Bor? This is an interesting one. The Gemara doesn't start by citing the Pasuk, and it seems clear because the Pasuk is explicit in the Torah. When it came to Keren, there was a question about Ki Gof and Ki Gah. When it came to Shin and Regel, we didn't have explicit Pesukim. We had Vishilah and Ubi'ir. When it comes to Bor, the Torah is explicit. 
So instead of citing a pasuk, we start with the second question, which is, what's the toleda? What is the toleda? Well, the av is, it falls into a pit and it gets damaged. What's the toleda going to be? So the Gemara questions that immediately. It says the Gemara, toleda de bor, mahi. Was Rapapastim in before the Brayta of the Gimala Avot of Shur, or it was After. part of it? After. is an Emora. The Brayta is detailed for us what the Avs of the Avot, how yeah. they're defined. No, because right? it lists the same and then it brings the Brayta. So the Brayta was listed before Rapapastim. Preceding. Exactly. Okay, exactly. So that statement could have been on. on any of the Avot. So we exactly. went through that whole exercise. In order to sufficiently say it wasn't on shore, which comes with all that. Okay. So what is the Toledav Bor? Let's f- start this conversation. What is Toledav Bor? Ilema. Ilema is a compound word. Ilema, if you'll say. Maybe it's Av Asarav Toleda Tish'ah. So maybe it's that the Av is a pit which is 10 Asara, 10 Tefahim deep. And the Toleda is anything less. For example, nine. So that's the Gemara. That's your definition of Av and Toleda. Where'd you come up with that? Lo velo asara and we're going to pause with that question, but says the Gemara, where in the Torah does it ever talk about the measurement, the depth, and the, the size of the pit? It doesn't say 10, it doesn't say 9. Uh, so we're a little bit stuck over here. How do you initially even define what the Av of Bor is and what the Toledah of Bor are? Uh, I, don't, I don't have an easy definition. So the Gemara will go into explaining our definition and in turn into the same types of conversations we had earlier. Well, could it be that the Toledah is Kayotze? Or is it Lav Kayotze, the final statement of Rav Papa? And from there we'll go onward. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, amen.